Yeah, I mean, believe me, I was happy to be able to watch a UFC event last night. Um, the selfish fan in me feels that way, but it's it's so risky because there still are so many other people that need to be involved. Trainers, yeah, doctors, uh, all the team personnel that helps the team get prepared for pre and post game, and they're still going to allow media members. That they, they still are. There has to be. Right. Otherwise, what do we know about what happened? It doesn't matter if no fans are there. We still need someone to report what's happening. Right. Yeah, I I, I think it was necessary to, to do what they did. Now, like I said, if they can pick up the season where they left off a month from now, I'm okay with that too. It's just so strange because every day I'm looking at my phone or I'm looking online like, what can I watch tonight? What's on that I want to watch? You know, like, is there a Blues game? Is there a college basketball game I want to watch? Like all of these things, and now I'm just like, I don't even do, I can't even do that. It's so bizarre to 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 think that way. I like what the UFC's doing because I'm a fan, but it is it's risky. I, I it seems risky. Hey, CEP listeners, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. As always, if you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and give us that five-star rating. On this episode, Patrick and I chat about the UFC Fight Night card in Brazil from Saturday night, the coronavirus and its effects on sports, concerts, and other gatherings, and we close it out by chatting about music that we loved in the late 90s, early 2000s, but our parents probably hated. If you have any questions for Patrick and I or any topics that you would like to hear us rant about, make sure to hit us up on the social medias. We are everywhere. Also, make sure to check out the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast, which is another weekly show on the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast Network and the MMA on the Mic live stream podcast that we do on Facebook Live and YouTube for all the major UFC cards. Raised on the Radio is upon us. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am Colt Bercato, and I've got my good friend Patrick Blair in Skype land right across the table from me. How's it going, man? What's up, dude? Oh, you know. I want you to know I'm a good friend. What? I want you to know I'm a good friend. Why? Ha, ah, I'm glad you asked why. So, about ten minutes before we started this, you sent me a text and you said... Don't forget your squeaky chair or uh-huh. something like that. Uh-huh. Don't forget about your squeaky chair. Uh-huh. Now, the inner workings of me that are evil and not a good friend wanted to text back saying, don't forget your squeaky voice. But I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I so sque- I didn't say anything. I have a squeaky voice? You might. You might not. It was just the first thing that came to my brain. He <laughs> <It> said, <laughs> I'm such a good friend that I didn't text it. I saved it for the podcast. So you're welcome. That would. Have you heard my chair? No, I haven't. I'm impressed. Okay, good. All right, good. This isn't the same chair, right? This is a different chair? No, it's the same chair, dude. Is it really? What'd you do, tighten tighten bolts? No, I'm just sitting still, so it doesn't squeak. Oh, then in other words, we're going to hear squeaks in a little while. You're going to hear it. Yeah, I got to be animated if if, if this is going to work, you know what I'm saying? You couldn't just get a different chair? (laughs) You have so much pride. I like this chair. (laughs) It's my lucky chair. And I didn't feel like going to get WD-40, so <laughs> kiss my ass. I'm sure stores um, are out of WD-40 dude, anyways. They're out of everything yeah. else. Well, you think so? No, no, no. I, dude, I was at Deerberg's yesterday. Everything was fine. But really? It's kind of a, uh, well, it's kind of a, uh, we'll call it upper middle class grocery store. So I, I don't think that part of the world 
panics as much as say working class people do. Just an just an assumption of mine. I don't know that for sure, but it wasn't very busy. Everything was on the shelves. Are you mad in the Walmart? I was able man? to get. Are you saying the working class shops at Walmart? Excuse me. Are you saying the working class shops at Walmart? Now, you were listening to me. Did I say that? <laughs> I've never said anything about. Walmart. So here you I go. Th- I feel like you were. I feel like you were insinuating. You were insinuating. I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just telling you. I'm giving you facts about the store that I went to. That's all. Okay. Well, I don't know about the. I I know what you. I would. I know what you were anywhere sa- near. I know what you were saying, and yep. the reason that I brought it up is because my wife did an order at Walmart this morning, and like 11 items on her list were out of stock, including like steak, including socks, including toilet paper, including eggs. Hold on. Hold on. We got to back up here. You're, okay. Hold on. In order? Yes. What do you mean? What do you mean? Do you not know of online ordering? You can do that at Walmart. You didn't know that? I just shat my pants a little bit in my in my squeaky chair. Oh, wait, hold on a second. You can pre-order socks at Walmart? You can pre-order anything at Walmart. I am And they and there is right. there there is a dedicated spot on the side of Walmart where you go and you pull in and they bring it out to you and load it in your car for you. You're fucking with me. Someone no. loads it in for you. Uh-huh. How much does that sad sack make an hour? Eight fifty, probably, and it and it's free. It doesn't charge. It didn't cost you anything. How do you you not? Ooh, how do you not know I, this? I don't know, and I swear I'm not trying to sound like a snob. I, did I don't. Not I don't. That. I'm Maybe curious. I, I'm it, curious on what direction you're taking this. I'm. I'm really not. I'm just blown away. Okay. Legitimately. Okay. We're we're living in a in a zombie apocalypse movie right now. Anyway, so the fact that anybody is placing orders on anything still is. Uh, crazy. So, eleven things were. So, what did she, she get? Anything? Uh, yeah, she got a lot of it. But like, I don't know. I I don't know why. Like socks. How are socks out of stock? Like I've heard the, I've heard the joke lately that if you if you can't get toilet paper, use socks. But that can't be like a real thing, right? I didn't even think about that. I've wiped my ass with a sock before. Jeez. Okay. Well, let's get into this. How? Why? Well, I mean, were, you, were you in the woods? No. Hopefully. No, side of the highway. Oh, gee. Oh, it was, it was like an emergency situation. Yeah, but I have a lot of those. So let me tell you something, man. I there's no fear when it comes to shitting in public for me. Okay. Um, it's not a matter of when, because when it's happening, it's going to happen. Now, it's going to happen in the car. It's going to happen outside of the car. It's going to happen on the side of the road. It's going to happen in your public restroom. It's going to happen at someone house, someone's house. It doesn't really matter. If I got a shit, I'm going to shit, and I have no shame about it because I have a, uh, I have an issue, you know? So, um, yeah, every shit with me is an emergency, it feels like, just about. Got to avoid the, the gluten, and I hate saying that because it makes me sound like a, a woke hipster. Kinda. I don't eat gluten. Kind of. Yeah. I'm, I'm gluten-free. Uh, but I really do. I can. Uh, I can't have it. It's just because of gluten. Is it? Is it celiac? It makes me boo-boo. Uh, it might be. I, I haven't gone to a doctor to confirm this because then I truly would be a woke hipster if I actually had it confirmed by a medical professional that I I shouldn't be eating an- pizza. Another situation but, uh, where you have so much pride that you may have an actual disorder 
but you won't go to the doctor to find out. You would rather just shit on the side of the highway and wipe your ass with a sock. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was a sock that I had on too. I went home. With oh my sock. god. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to avoid wiping. You still got to wipe. Dude. I get it. I get it. I mean, you know, the sock had been on my foot maybe five hours, so it wasn't too bad. Did you leave the sock gross, on the side of the highway? <laughs> no, I mean, I found a, a... No, I did not. What am I, an animal? Jesus. No, I oh, found a bag in my hell? car. <laughs> <laughs> I found a bag and I threw it away. Okay. Oh, my God. Give me some credit. Jesus. Uh, I'm trying. I just have to know all How the How did we I even have to... land at me getting on the side of the highway? I... Where, what, what are we talking about? Oh, toilet paper. So you didn't get <laughs> so you didn't get your stuff at Walmart. There was a lot of stuff that we did not get. We did get a lot of stuff though. So now she's gonna hit up Schnooks later this later this afternoon to see if she can get the rest of the stuff we need. What do you need? I don't know. She made the order. I just know there was like eleven things that we couldn't get. Which is things really? that we've always we're able to get every week. Huh. My wife went to Aldi's, Aldi, whatever, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. And she spent two hundred dollars. Now, I don't know if you know, but two hundred dollars at Aldi's is a long goes money. a long fucking way. Uh-huh. So she goes, What do we need? I go, get the normal stuff we buy, you know. We 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 kind of do the same stuff, you know. So I just said, stock up if you're that worried. I mean, she wasn't worried. She just knew that eventually there would be mass panic and she wouldn't be able to go there at all. So stock up now before this uh, this simulation we're living in goes to all hell. But um, I get home and I, I'm like, wow, you really did stock up. And then when she said $200, I go, okay, that I can't wait to see what we got. So I get home and all of the cabinets are full. I go down to my basement where our toilet paper is. There's extra food down here. I'm like, can I ask you something though? When 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 I said stock up, or when we agreed upon let's stock up on the things that we actually eat slash need, did it mean get six boxes of spaghetti? Be- I I can't remember the last time either one of us made spaghetti. <laughs> so why do we have six boxes? <laughs> it's not something that we make. On top of the fact uh, so that Patrick, of- <laughs> on top of the fact that Patrick shits his pants when he eats gluten, so how can he have spaghetti? I can't. Uh, you want me to shit at the table? Um, oh, so man, I'm like uh, six boxes of spaghetti, four cans of marinara. I, 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 when are we gonna eat this? We're never gonna eat this ever. So that's funny though, man. So it goes a long way for sure. Um, the other problem, like cans of like mixed vegetables. I was like, what are we, toddlers? Like, who eats who eats canned? Anyway, again, I'm not, I sound like a snob, but whatever. It goes a long way. We're ready for the apocalypse that's inevitably coming. True. So like an hour and a half before we started recording, you text me and you said, uh, so the real question today is, should I go to the gym before we record or should I eat breakfast pizza? So why can't you do both? Yeah. Can't you eat like breakfast pizza on the way to the gym and then burn it off when you get to the gym? Yeah. Did you? But I only had an hour and a half to work with. How close are you to your gym? Five minutes. That's impressive. I'm like 30 minutes. Yeah, I can't believe you drive that far. And you start doing the your workouts in the woods. You I got c- everything you need. I could. Just get some five-gallon buckets full of concrete or something. 
Well, get an axe. Start chopping down trees. Oh, that's a good idea. Clear yourself some land. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. It's a good workout. You should come down here and work out with me sometime. We'll just go I'm good. chopping through the woods. <laughs> I mean, that probably is a good place to be uh, away from Corona, you know? I guess. You don't feel safer in the woods? I don't know. I feel like there's other things in the woods to be scared of. Like what? Like what? Any bears? I don't know. There, there's gotta be. There's gotta be more. Bear. That was a joke. There's the last time be, you saw a bear. <laughs> there's gotta be more diseases in the woods that we don't know no. about. You don't think so? Haven't you seen cabin fever? You know how many people or how many animals shit in the woods? There's gotta be so many diseases out there. I shit in the woods too. So yeah, you definitely want to watch your step when you're walking through the woods. Have you seen that? Uh, have you seen that meme floating around on the uh, social medias about pops? Saying that if you've gone to a show here, you're you should be immune to the coronavirus. Absolutely, well, I agree. Yeah, I I actually I, I actually sent that to our buddy Joel before I seen that meme. I messaged him and I said there has to be worse viruses on that floor than the coronavirus. One hundred percent, dude. You every time you piss there, you got to wave off about two hundred peckernats before you even want to. Pull your business out and, and let it go. Like they're everywhere. That it's, but it's part of the experience. So, I mean, yeah, experience in uh, in air quotes. It is a part of the experience. I mean, the 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 green room or whatever you want to call it, the backstage. There's so much jizz in that room. I I don't even want to. I I won't sit down when I'm back there. Is that just, is that is that the them. little room that's like to the left of the stage? If you're standing in front of the stage. Yeah. It's like a six by six box. It's a little bit bigger than that, but yeah, who knows what's going on in there? Like there's a shower back there. Oh, really? Nope. I wouldn't get in that shower with a hazmat suit on. <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. Oh. But yeah, this, see, you know, you're right. Pops is safe. And when Pops is safer than most places, you know something's wrong. But I was watching that UFC card last night and it was surreal. With no people there, like I felt like I was watching a zombie movie. Like at any moment, the place was just going to be overrun with zombies, and the, and the fighters were going to get eaten alive in the octagon. Like Bisbing's calling the fight, and if you're watching and you have it up loud enough, you can hear him. Like you can hear his excitement echo throughout uh -huh. the arena. That was the like, weirdest thing. It was, to me. it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, and it's only going to continue. How crazy is it too that that the UFC, so is it the UFC and NASCAR are really, and then is it the Premier League? I believe the football league, soccer league, however you like to say it. I believe they're continuing, and that's it. March, no March Madness this year. That's really weird to me. Like, have they canceled it completely <laughs> now? Because weren't they originally going to do? Wow, because they're really... going to do it with no fans, right? No, it's done. It's called. There's an, it's not going to happen. That's so insane. And they were, and they were talking about doing just crowning a champion. So Kansas is number one right now. So they would be the champions. And then that got, yeah, that got kiboshed real quick. They're I like, would, no, that's not. I wouldn't even be. That's not going. Yeah, that's terrible. I wouldn't even want to. I wouldn't want that title if I ha if I hadn't actually earned it. No, no, no. No, you wouldn't want it. And then they were talking about a 16-team tournament, so the top 16 teams would go. 
which would piss me off because Ohio State's like right outside of the top 16, so I wouldn't get to see them play. And they would have made the tournament. That didn't work. So it's just canceled. It's just plain canceled. The XFL, canceled. Right. The beginning of the MLB season, suspended. The NHL, canceled. It's crazy. So wait, so I, I saw, see, I, speaking of memes, I saw a meme that was, so is it an official rule in hockey that if you cancel the season halfway or three quarters of the way through the season, the team that won the cup the year before gets the Stanley Cup in that season as well? I was like, yes, please. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's not the case. There's just not going to be a season. <sighs> you wonder if like, so if, if this madness and hysteria ends and the fear is sort of <sighs> cleared up a little bit that they kind of pick up where they left off. Like, because the NBA, oh, by the way, NBA canceled. The right. NBA would like to, said they would like to be able to pick up at some point, um, whether it's a month from now or two months from now. But do you think they do that? How funny is it, too, that you're the last episode, you're like, you think sporting events are going to get canceled? <laughs> and I was like, eh, we'll see. <laughs> All of them All done. All of them gone at once. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, I didn't know. I know. That's why I really. I was also I, hopeful that that wouldn't happen. You know. Right. I I don't under I don't understand. Like I get it. You you were saying earlier that you think it's like 250 nationwide, a peop uh, the max amount of people they're supposed to have in a, a venue at one time. Out and about. Yeah, but I don't know that for sure. That was just a number I saw, but I could be wrong. I do know that the governor of Ohio is talking about just shutting down the state. Meaning you're just quarantined at your house. You can't go to work. Everything's going to close. Like I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of schools that are closing down and things like that too. And my only question is, like, I get it and, <clears throat> that you know their their thought process is containing this this thing because people aren't going to be they're going to be basically quarantining themselves. And I get it, but what's going to be happening during this time of quarantine that is going like it doesn't make the virus go away. Like, what are they doing during that time to make the virus go away? You can't make it go away. That's why right. it's a virus. Right. So if you shut everything down for a month and then you then you go back to business as usual, what what actually happened? Uh, people lost money. The economy <laughs> got hurt. And Trump doesn't get reelected. Oh, I was waiting for your conspiracy. I, well, look, I mean, at the bottom, at the end of the day... Some say he's handling this well. Some say he is not. Yeah. I'm kind of in the middle on it, and we, we don't have to get too political right now because that would just be boring. But the further this escalates, it does not bode well for him. That's all I'm saying. And, and, that, and again, that's just me speculating. I don't think it will uh, help him in the long run. The longer this goes on, the worse it hurts his chances of getting reelected. But no, what does it do? I mean, it kills the economy. It's, it's ultimately what's happening, you know? It's already started killing the economy, and it's only going to get worse. I mean, with all of these sporting events being canceled, think of what the, what that's doing to the infrastructure of those cities that were hosting those events. Right. A lot of those smaller businesses, that's their year. They rely on that every year. So the fact that that's not going to happen for them, it's destroying the, infra the infrastructure from the inside out. The other problem is, is that, again, I take this back to miseducation and just a general lack of awareness that I think could have been – Certain, certainly could have been presented to the American public long ago. The problem is, is so many of us are media illiterate. 
And when we see something, when we see a headline, we gravitate toward it. We don't do our research. We just, it's, we're, 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 a, we're a clickbaity nation, right? We go for the clickbait. Not only do we go for it, but we absorb it. And um, the problem is, is we haven't fully educated ourselves or been fully educated by our leaders on what is actually happening, what this virus actually is. That's a huge problem. And the the other thing is, is the, the people that, the problem is, is we, we have these cases that are now, so we had our fifth, I think, our, I believe our fifth case in Missouri got, up, got uh, reported. Who knows how many people in Missouri actually have it? The problem is, is a large percentage of these people who are being affected by the disease aren't going to the doctor. Right. And this whole false narrative about there aren't enough tests, the tests are too expensive. It's not true. The problem is, is people just plain aren't going, you know, there might not be enough tests, but you just because someone says that on Twitter doesn't mean it's true. Do your research. You're feeling ill. Find out if you can get the test. If you're feeling ill, seek help. Right. And I know, again, here's the hypocrite in me. I said health insurance is a scam. I don't go to the doctor, blah, 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 blah. But believe me, in this situation, I don't need to add to the hysteria and the mass panic right. by being sick, saying I'm sick, but saying I'm not going to get help. Right. Or I'm not. Going, you know what I mean? That's just that's uh, not only would I be a hypocrite, I'd just be an asshole. So and I am an asshole. Um, let me just say it before you say <laughs> it. But, yeah, it, you know, the the we have to be media literate when it comes to these things, because if we're not, that's what adds to the fear mongering and in the the instability when it comes to actually being knowledgeable in these situations. I mean, that's why you couldn't get stuff from Walmart. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the, the fear and the panic that is set in. So that's why you can't get your socks to wipe your ass with. Right. And living with a healthcare professional also, I, I, I she's a firecracker in, in normal life, but in situations like these, she's, she's fired up right now. And, uh, you know, she's she's been going at it with people <laughs> on social media that are spreading false right. narratives and false information. Right. She's just she's laying the hammer down. She's like, no, 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 that's not true. Whoever told you that if someone did tell you that they're wrong, if it's coming from your own brain, stop. You're not giving people the right information. So that's good for me. I can kind of just sit back and, and, and learn a little bit rather than um, having to seek the information out myself. I got someone here regurgitating it to me. Um, the proper information that is not, not false information, but again, just the being informed and trying to inform yourself is necessary. And hopefully this doesn't last too much longer because it really does. Again, it feels like we're living in, in like a zombie movie. It's so weird. I'm, you know, you say there's a lot of people that aren't going to the doctor and I'm curious on how many people are out there who aren't going to the doctor who are saying that I'm just sick and then getting over it. And we don't know what those numbers are of people who are just not yeah, going okay. and, and getting over it. And then that would tell us, okay, this is just people being sick. This isn't something that should be this mass hysteria like it is. Yeah, well, there, there are people that who are just are not because they don't want to. They're just not – they're not doing it. And there, there are people who can't because they don't have health insurance and they can't fucking afford a, a doctor's bill. Right. They just can't. Uh, those are the people we should be worried about getting sick. Because they can't do anything about it. Right. And the fact that there are, you know, countries out there like Singapore, for instance, they have universal health care. And this was handled much differently over there. They found out the amount of cases and the amount of people that had it. 
and they basically put a stop to it by education and by getting people tested and by containing those that had had it in in a, in a less sort of uh, uh, chaotic way than what's happening in the United States. Now, again, I don't know all the details to that. That's just, again, me reading the story on that. But for, from what I've seen, information released by the World Health Organization and the CDC, like there are countries like that who have handled this much better than we have. Right. What does that say about us? I don't know. I, I, I have my guesses. But like I said, the more this goes on, the more it hurts our leaders. And again, this is just my opinion. And again, we, we said we weren't going to get political, but we've gone down that road. But our, we don't have any, like, we, no sports, man. How weird is it? I don't like it at like, all. I, I, it, I'm going to say that it pisses me off the most because I was really invested in XFL and I was really excited for what it was doing for St. Louis. And then now for it to be gone, I don't know if that hype is going to be there to start a brand new season next season. I mean, they're talking about they're going to bring it back next season like it's no big deal. But still, you know, there there was a big hype train going on for St. Louis, and now it being gone is, you know, a, a big damper. But it's not like it's just the XFL. It's everything, like blues hockey and everything. I, I just, just to be as far as you are into a season and then just cut it off. It just so just so weird. I would almost rather see them do like when it comes to blues hockey, I'd almost rather see them do like what they're doing with the UFC and just do no crowd games. Yeah, I mean, believe me, I was happy to be able to watch a UFC event last night. Um, the selfish fan in me feels that way, but it's it's so risky because there still are so many other people that need to be involved. Trainers, yeah, doctors, uh, all the team personnel that helps the team get prepared for pre and post game. And they're still going to allow media members that they still are. There has to be right. Otherwise, what do we know about what happened? It doesn't matter if no fans are there. We still need someone to report what's happening. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think it was necessary to, to do what they did now. Like I said, if they can pick up the season where they left off a month from now, I'm okay with that too. It's just so strange because every day I'm looking at my phone or I'm looking online like, what can I watch tonight? What's on that I want to watch? You know, like, is there a Blues game? Is there a college basketball game I want to watch? Like, all of these things. And now I'm just like, I don't even do – I can't even do that. It's so bizarre to, to, to think that way. I like what the UFC is doing because I'm a fan. But it is – it's risky. I, I It seems risky. I mean, you got to think about it this way. Like, look how quickly the NBA just said, nope, because – one player tested positive, then another player. Think about all of the people that those two guys were around. And it's so it's so bad. Of course, with every situation, there's a worse situation. So, like, Rudy Gobert, the center for the Jazz, was the first one to test positive. That video came out of him with in front of the media, like, fondling the microphones and basically mm-hmm. saying, and Corona doesn't scare me. And then he tests positive. And then he gets, uh, you know, another player on his team, Donovan Mitchell, tests positive. Well, there's video footage of him, like a fan. He's on the three at the three-point line, and a fan wants to ask for the ball or something. And he was like, no, nah, you can't touch it. You might have the virus. And he ends up with the It's like, it's like I said, we are in a movie right now. We're living right. in a movie right now. Like, it's, you it's can't called, write called, stuff like that. It's called Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Let me let me ask you this though. So you said with the Blues, like it would be cool if they 
a month from now could just start things back up the way they were. How how in your in your mind how would that work? Would they just act like that month didn't exist and where whatever games they have that following month they just start there, or do they still incorporate that month in there somewhere? Because the reason why I ask is no. because like when it comes to hockey, especially if you're a team that makes it to the to the Stanley Cup play the playoffs and then you actually go all the way with stand in uh, the series you have very little time off in the year before you start the next season. So a month is killer when it comes to those players. Yeah, I don't think they should add an extra month back. I think you pick up where you left off, however many games you have left in the season, that's what you play. So I don't think you should add extra time. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, but but then again, what does that do for if you have teams that are, you know, neck and neck in, in the league? You know what does that do for that one month? Could that that could really cause some controversy? Well, you can blame it on a pandemic, <laughs> which I, true, I feel I like people are going to be doing later on. Yeah. Um, no. I, well, look, you don't play the extra games. However many games would have been played in that time period, you eliminate those, and then however many games would be left, you play those, and then the playoffs start. I think that's. I think that would be best because I don't think they would add more time. Um, you know, like you said, the amount of time that they have off is not significant, I don't think, especially for hockey. Other sports, I think they have plenty of time off. Hockey players do not get much time off. You're right about that. That's why they're better men than you and I. No, you just pick up where you left off, but you eliminated the amount of games they missed and just, cut. you know, I think that would be the best way to do it. I think they should do that in the NBA. It's just, it's a short, they've played a shortened season before and had an NBA championship. The Knicks and the Spurs played in that one, that shortened season. Yeah, so, I mean, they, what, it's, what it's that, possible. What was that for? I don't think I remember that. It was the lockout. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they played a shortened season due to the lockout. and But they played a shortened season. They had the playoffs like normal. They had an NBA Finals like normal. It was a good, fun, it was a fun uh, playoffs. I remember that like it was yesterday, actually. So I think they can do that. For most of these sports now, I think it's a little bit weird that the NFL is like, "Now nah, we're not going to delay anything." I thought that was kind of bizarre to them that for them to just not follow suit because they weren't going to start their season for a while anyway. So I think the best thing for them to do would be like, you know what, we are cons- as concerned with this as everyone else. We're going to delay things as well. But I guess that's big business for you when you do. Yeah, I mean, it's still so much money lost. Like you said, the the cities are going to suffer massively and yeah i don't know it's going to be it's going to be interesting because every every organization is going to have to take their own route to to figure out what they want to do and it seems like it's going to take the first organization to step up and start things back up or whatever they're going to do and then you know a bunch of them kind of make their decisions after that based off of what the one before them did maybe i don't know yeah there's plenty of stuff that's going to I mean, there are plenty of decisions that need to be made now. Forget about in the future. You know, how do players get paid? Right. You know, that's the one thing I said about college basketball. When, when, so at first, when they said, we're going to continue on with the tournaments, there will be no fans in attendance. And the NBA had said, our season is suspended. It's done. Those guys still get paid. Whereas college athletes, they were going to play and take that risk and not get paid for it. I was like, ooh, that's not good. If there's ever been an argument for college athletes, to get paid, of course, it's going to be brought on by a pandemic. Right. And of course, it's going to be a pandemic that we might not get to see uh, Tony Ferguson and Khabib 
for the fifth time. Don't say that yet. I mean, I know it. It, 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 yeah, it looks like that could be a possibility, but I'm I'm hoping. Even if, even if we have no fans, <laughs> I'm hoping that we get to see that. Might not be meant to be, man. Uh, my fingers. I'm I'm hoping that we see it because God, that's. But it, it is it is fitting that this would be the reason we don't ultimately don't get to see it. Right. So far, they're both still healthy. <laughs> we don't. Well, still there, there's still a lot of time left. What is that? April 18th is when that fight's uh-huh. supposed to be. Yeah. Something like that. So yeah, there's plenty of time for something to go wrong. We've seen that before. But if that if that fight doesn't happen now, do you think we see it? No. Wow. No, it just it doesn't feel meant. If it doesn't happen now, it just doesn't feel meant to be. Yeah. If that doesn't happen, here's what you do: you have Habib fight Connor, you have Tony fight Gaethje, and the winner of those two fights fight each other. And if it's Habib and Tony, you just get rid of the lightweight title altogether. But does that make sense? Like you are. No, I'm just being. <laughs> I was going to because you already have the <laughs> the Habib and Ferguson fight, so you're like talking about okay, let's put on more fights to possibly have the same fight that was already going to happen. Just have them fight someone else. <laughs> it's rough, man. I know. I get well, it. Tony's gonna be Tony's gonna be fifty years old by the time they actually do fight. So right. it's not like I said, probably not meant to be. So let's talk about that UFC Brazilia card that that happened last night. What what's your uh was there any major upsets that you've seen or did you agree with everything that happened pretty much? Um, no upsets, no. I mean, I feel bad. I don't know why. I feel bad for Kevin Lee. I just he doesn't seem to be able to put it together when he needs to uh-huh. in a, in, a, in a big moment. Uh, he's lost 4 of his last 5, I believe. So and, and believe me, he he had a tough tough task uh, being asked to go to Brazil and beating Charles Oliveira. Oliveira's um, a stud. That's his seventh. It's his se- Dude, that's his seventh straight win. How crazy is it that he's been in the, in the UFC 10 years and he's only 30 years old? That's crazy. Like, and he's 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 a problem. He's a real problem. I don't quite understand why Kevin Lee didn't try to keep the fight standing more. I mean, he was taking some shots on the feet, but when you take that guy to the ground, you're asking to get submitted. And in that third round, he kind of got his adrenaline back that I feel he lost in the first round. Like, he took the second round off for sure. That adrenaline seemed to come at the beginning of that third round, and he left his neck out there. And you can't, you cannot give Charles Oliveira opportunities like that. He just, he's going to, he's going to pounce on them. I mean, that's his 14th win by submission in the UFC. That's like, no one's going to touch that record. No one's going to come close. Right. So, anybody who didn't see it, it was a weird ending to that fight because Kevin Lee tapped like he legitimately what yeah. it was plain as day he tapped but then when the ref jumped in he was still trying to take Oliveira's back it was weird do, do, do you think that yeah do you think that what happened was Kevin Lee tapped but there was enough time in between his tap and the ref not getting in between them that he thought maybe the ref didn't see it and he was trying to keep on going no, I don't think that was it. I think he got he went unconscious for a second there. Oh, really? And when he came to, he thought he was still. Yeah, I think so. I think he tapped before, and then uh, in between the time of him tapping and the fight being stopped, that split second, he 
went unconscious. Wow. And then woke up right away because Oliveira released. That makes sense. And I think he thought he was still in a fight. I, that, that's my that's my guess. Um, and that would make perfect sense. Uh, so and then to see other fighters criticizing him because of that, like, okay, you've been choked out before. What have what, what was going through your mind when you woke up from a choke? You don't know where you are. You don't know what's going on. You just keep on you, going. Uh, like... You're just keep going. Yeah, I mean that. That's why um, you, you. Some guys, some guys don't. But well, I mean, we've seen fighters actually like almost, you know, almost try to take have a takedown on a referee because they just they're just in it. They they don't know they don't know where they're at. They know don't know what's going on. They just continue on like they're you know they're in a fight. And sometimes that person in front of them isn't the other fighter anymore. Sometimes it's a referee. Right. Right. Yeah, Kevin Lee looked confused. He he looked like he didn't know what was going on. So my guess is that he went unconscious there for a second and um, came to. That makes sense. Uh, it, it, you know, again, I, I feel bad for him. I, you know, I don't feel I, you shouldn't feel bad too much because he didn't make the weight. I honestly expected him to miss weight. I, I, I obviously that's me, the negative me, but you know, I just thought as soon as they said, "Yeah, we're going to continue with no fans," this guy had to go to Brazil. I kind of just, he's had trouble making 155 in the past. I've just, there's a feeling that I had like, uh, I think he's going to miss weight. I think he's just, at some point he's going to stop cutting and go, you know what? Let him take my money. It's fine. Right. Um, which is weird. Uh, you know, again, that's a negative way of, to think, but reality, you know, uh, it's a good win for Oliveira. You know, he's going to move up in the rankings. He's going to pass Lee. He's going to get a top five guy now. I, I'd be really curious to see. Who he fights next. I think a really good fight for him next. And this could be, could happen, maybe not happen, but I, I know the guy's game is fuck and would probably say yes to it. How about uh, Dustin Poirier? That'd be a good fight. That would be, yeah. I That'd that, be a that, perfect matchup too, as far as the rankings go. And Yeah, that fight hadn't even crossed my mind. Know. But did, uh, Biz being mentioned to him in the post-fight interview that like he was already talking title shot with him and that was weird that was weird to me i'm like you're i mean you're not that high in the rankings for like your next fight to be a title shot no he's not gonna get a title no he's not gonna get a title shot his next fight right that's bizarre but fight a guy who's fought for the title that's that's your that's a good step in the right direction for you i think poirier would be a good matchup um i honestly think justin gaethje would be a good matchup but gaethje there's no way gaethje would take that fight because uh, he is thinking title shot or Conor McGregor. Um, I don't know who else. I'm trying to think of the rankings there. Who's ahead of him? Where's Poirier I sitting think right now? I believe Poirier's fifth. Fifth, okay. That's that would be uh, a good a good way for him to get in there. Oliveira, that is. Let me pull up the rankings now, so we can stop guessing. Lightweight. So you got Tony Ferguson, Dustin. No, oh, Poirier's still two. Really? I thought he moved down. Yeah. Ferguson, Poirier, McGregor, Gaethje, Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker would be a good fight for Oliveira. Cerrone, Felder. Felder would be a good fight for Oliveira. Actually, uh, actually, you know, you know what? Hooker would be, as far as time frame goes, that would be pretty interesting, too, because they, I mean, they, they're both coming off of fights right now. So you would think the yeah, time frame I would be pretty Hooker, close to each other whenever they would come back. Yeah, I saw Hooker linked to Poirier as well. There's actually some good good matchups there. I was gonna say Iaquinta. I think that would be a good fight. Gillespie. Yeah, so 
Kevin, I don't know what happens to Kevin Lee now, man. He's the good thing is, is he's only 27. Sure. Uh, he moved to a good, he's working with a good coach now. I don't know. That was a weird game plan, but that's sort of his, his that's, that's what he does. He takes you down. He ground and pounds you. That's, that's his style. <sighs> that's bad. I mean, again, as I felt bad about that because I knew going in what Oliveira could do on the ground as far as submitting people. I just thought if Kevin Lee sticks to that style, that's a, it's a risky, risky game plan to have. And that's what it was. How long has what he been with? How long, looked, how long has Kevin Lee been with uh, Faraz Hobby? He moved to him before that Gillespie fight. So this is only so his second fight. fight. So yeah, so only his second, second fight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So I think I think he'll get better. He's just man. He's had some tough luck. Yeah. But like you said, being 27 in the UFC, you know, most guys don't hit their prime at least for another couple of years. So if, yeah, if, you know, if, if that's the case, then that works out for him. You know, it's not like title shot is out of the, out of the question. Uh, you know, he, like he could, he can fight his way back and still have plenty of time to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And he's, no, he's obvious. He's good, man. He's got skills. Like I rewatched that, uh, his fight because it was all over ESPN as a lead up to these fights last night, but his fight with, uh, Tony Ferguson, man, he is beating up Tony Ferguson for two rounds. Right. Like that was a good fight. And he, he looked good in that fight. And it seemed like that was the fight that kind of sent everything kind of, I mean, he just started, that's what started the, the losing streak. He fought him. Then he fought, uh, was his next fight. I think his next fight was Iaquinta and he got, you know, he lost a unanimous decision to Iaquinta. Then he fought RDA that one fight at welterweight. Right. Got submitted, got beat. Honestly, he did not. Like, people say he's a big 155-er, but he looked undersized at 170. Right. Even against RDA, who was a former lightweight. He just looked undersized. And then, so he has the win over Gillespie. And then, now last night, that's, I mean, those are losses to high-level guys, like quality guys. But whew, he got he got thrown into the spotlight quick. Yeah. He made a name for himself at that that press conference talking about Michael Chiesa's mom and then punching him in the face <laughs> and then beats Michael Chiesa. Oh, and that's the other thing too. That's why I think he, he likes the game. The game plan that he has isn't a bad one because he's good at it. I mean, he beat up Michael Chiesa, took him to the ground and submitted him. Michael Chiesa is a multiple, he has multiple black belts right. in jujitsu. So the fact that he submitted Michael Chiesa, clearly he's that's Kevin Lee's good at that game, but and, and like I said, he had he had Tony Ferguson. He was mounting mounted Tony Ferguson in that fight and was beating him up from the mount. Again, left his arm out there, left his neck out there against Ferguson, left his neck out there against RDA. Although, I mean, fighting against RDA, he was tired, he was beat up, and he got he got submitted. And then last night, you know, going for the takedown leaves his neck out there, and it's you can't do it against those high level jujitsu guys. It's just it doesn't end well. I'd be interested. He wanted to fight Islam Makachev next if he won, but now that he lost, I'm wondering if they just make that fight happen anyway. No one wants to fight that guy, and again, you're fighting another monster on the ground. So, what what adjustments do they make? I would say in that fight, Lee probably has the advantage on the feet slightly. I also thought last night he would have the advantage on the feet, but he did not. No, Oliveira he didn't. looked sharp. Yeah, he did. Oliveira looked sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oliveira is a problem for for everyone i think i mean he's in his prime he's had a long tough road to get where he's at now but seven straight 
the way the, the skills that he has on the ground and like it seems like his striking has I mean he was throwing combinations into uppercuts I mean it was crazy like he looked really good and you know I've seen so many of his fights I guess I've always just sort of thought of him as a ground guy not a stand-up guy and maybe I, I've just overlooked his stand-up completely and I didn't pay attention but fuck man he looks sharp do you think um, do you think the hype for Oliveira in the UFC is where it should be for him to be on a seven fight win streak no, definitely not. Well, it's like I said, he's been around so long. I mean, the That's fact true. that he's only 30. That's true. He's just always sort of been like, a, you know, a, a fixture in the division, but never been one of the guys. You know, he's never been considered like a, a top 10 guy that guys are wanting to to fight. Like, I'm going to call out Charles Oliveira to move up in the rankings or, you know, catapult me to that title shot. So... He definitely is now. I mean, he was he was thirteenth going into this fight. Lee was eighth, so you gotta think he's gonna move into the top ten. Right. I mean, he's gonna leapfrog leapfrog Gillespie. Uh, Diego Ferreira's there. Edson Barboza has a fight coming. Didn't Edson Barboza just book a fight? It's a headliner against someone. I, didn't he just fight? Well, he said he wanted to leave the UFC, and then. Right after that, I saw a fight got announced for him. Like but like Bellator or what? Or did he not no, say? No, in the UFC. No, no. When he said he wanted to leave, was he talking about trying to go to another organization, or did he say? Yeah. He said it was time for the UFC to let him out of his contract or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm telling you, but he booked a fight. Let's see. What did you think about that Damian Maya and uh, Burns fight last night? Burns is a monster. True. He's a problem for the for the welterweight division, for sure. His ability to to fight on the ground and submit people on top of that striking he has, that dude is quick, man. His hands are quick. Damian Maya never saw that left hook coming. Absolutely not. Did not see it. Did not see it. Yeah, he's a problem. He's a real problem for that division. You know, Maya's in his 40s. 42. He's a legend. Yeah, I mean, he's a legend for sure. Still going to go down as one of the best submission artists in UFC history, but yeah, I mean, he was fighting a young lion and that's, you know, I didn't see it ending well for Maya unless he got him. And again, Burns was kind of like, I hope he gets me to the ground and I hope we have a jiu-jitsu match to see. So, you know, Burns is a three-time world champion uh, in jiu-jitsu. So that would have been interesting, but no, he didn't need it. And then that left, left hook from Mars. Barbosa is fighting Josh Emmett at, at featherweight. So he's moving down in weight. Huh. May second. I mean, I, I guess it kind of. I guess it kind of makes sense if you talk about okay, I want to. I want UFC to let me out of my contract, and that that doesn't happen. So I mean, I guess he maybe he felt like a change needed to be made somewhere. I just wonder what a, a weight cut's like for him to to go down a class. He's a big dude. Yeah. That seems like it's going to be a tough cut. We'll see. And. uh Certainly not doing him any favors, giving him Josh Emmett. That's for sure. Right. That's that's a that's a motherfucker of a fight for Barboza. But I think it's going to be a good fight. I'm interested in that for sure. You know who I'd like to see Oliveira fight? Now that I've thought about it, I want to see him fight Felder. I think it's a good fight. Who was it? Somebody called out Felder last night. Who was that? It wasn't Someone, Oliveira, was that. it? Maybe it was. Maybe it was Oliveira that called out Felder last night. You said he called title shot. No, Bisbing promoted title oh. shot to him. 
Why does he keep doing that? I don't know, dude. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know if that's on him or if that's on the UFC that's telling him to push it, but it, it's, it's been weird. He's got to stop that. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> he needs to stay. Yeah. So if he called out Felder, I think that's a great fight. Then I didn't hear his, uh, I didn't hear his speech or his, uh, his post fight interview. I like that fight a lot. Your boy Johnny Walker lost again. My boy Johnny Walker. That's your homie, dude. Uh-huh, yeah. You have a Johnny Walker shirt, don't you? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I think you would know if you bought, if you purchased a Johnny Walker shirt. What do you mean you don't think so? <laughs> okay, I'm 100% positive I do not own a Johnny Walker okay, shirt. Okay, yeah, I, I don't think you have one. I, I, that was, but see, that he lost, but that, that wasn't, you know, he, he fought a really good guy. Uh, Krylov's, you know Krylov used to fight at heavyweight? Really? Yes. Dang. Yeah. He's actually a big 205er, and you could really see it when he was standing next to Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker's 6'6". Right. Carlos like 6'4". 6'3". Well, they, they showed 6'3". Yeah, 6'3", 6'4". He's a big dude. That's it, a good win for him, man. It was, um, an, it was an interesting fight, though, because neither of those guys ever go that long in fights normally. It's normally first, second round at the most that they a finish happens. So for them to make it to the third round was pretty... Yeah, uh, Johnny Walker doesn't have the best cardio. Is that fair? Is that a fair assessment? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he definitely looked tired. That third round, well, I'll just say this. I mean, that, that third round, I feel like if I'm in Krylov's corner, you go, wear him out. Forget about standing and banging, just wear him out. He, he's not, and he, I mean, there was no power behind Walker, anything Walker, actually, Honestly, there wasn't as much power behind anything Walker threw after the first round was over. You know, he's trying in the second round. The way that he opened the fight, though, he throws that flying knee into a punch while he was in the air. <laughs> that was one of the most ninja-like things I've ever seen. Like, I hate on Johnny Walker, but that was impressive, man. If that if that had ended the fight, I mean, that would have been one of the craziest knockouts you've ever seen. Right. Flying knee into a punch. Like, it was like some Mortal Kombat shit. Like, that was crazy. Think about this for Krylov. So he had been coming off a loss. He lost to Glover Teixeira in his last fight. Beat OSP in the fight before that. Lost to Jan Blachowicz the fight before that. Mm -hmm. Previous to that, he was on a four-fight winning streak. Um, and then that followed a loss to Misha Sirkinov, who's not even in the top 15 anymore. So he just beat the, the hype train, right? Where does he go in the rankings now? Who does he fight next? Uh, that's a good question. How about a rematch with Jan? If Jan doesn't get a fight with John Jones, would Jan want that? So, no, because I mean, what, sometimes like, you like as, far, as far as as far as rankings go, where does that put him? Like right now, after beating Walker last night, where do you think that puts him? I'd say top ten for sure. Walker was eleventh. Probably sneak okay. a, sneak over someone in the top ten. So ninth, tenth, you you think? Is it worth it for Jan to fight somebody that's ninth or tenth in the rankings? I don't know that it is. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you don't get what you want. I mean, he wants yeah. a title shot, but but well, I mean, um, you got to think about it this way: Why would Kevin Lee fight a guy who's ranked thirteenth? He just had a, a great win, one of the best knockouts of 20, 2019. Why would he? You know, to me, that was a risk. Why not try to get someone? 
close to you, closer to you in the rankings. I mean, sometimes you just got to take those fights. Yeah, also, but- Kevin Lee's trying to he wants to fight the guys that nobody wants to fight. Um, I think that's on his agenda as well. But I'd say that, but even regardless of what the rankings was, he he's still fighting somebody who's on a six fight win streak. So there's you know there's still hype there. It doesn't have to oh, doesn't sure. necessarily have Absolutely. to do with the rankings. No, I agree. But well, in the rankings too. I mean, we who knows? But okay, so how about uh, mm, I mean, you could fight Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson's coming off that loss. Vulcan, Vulcan Oldsdemir, there's is out there. Alexander Rakic, Rakic, Glover. He could have a rematch with Glover. How old is Glover? I, uh, sixty-two. <laughs> He's been around for a long time, man. Yeah, he's uh one hundred and two years old. He's pretty old. Um, the fact that he's still fighting is crazy. Yeah, he. There was a long time too. He he didn't. He we kind of missed his uh his time in the UFC or the time he could have been fighting in the UFC because he couldn't get into the country or something like that. He had troubles with his visa and he couldn't fight in the United States. Huh. So we actually missed like a, a, a chunk of the prime of his career. Wow. Which I think is interesting, but Anthony Smith still needs a fight. I would like to see that, that actually. Cry love and Anthony Smith. Yeah. See again. So we're talking about why would you, Anthony Smith is third in the rankings. He's probably one win away from another title shot, possibly. Jesus. Why would you go that far down? That's true. I get it. He hasn't fought since he fought John Jones. That's true. Wait, are you sure? Yeah. I thought he had a fight after John Jones. You're right. He beat Gustafson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That was like just a couple months ago, I thought. Uh, Yeah. Damn, I forgot about that. He submitted Gustafson. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a shit show, huh? (laughs) So, Shogun's still in the top fifteen. <laughs> I was top gonna, I was shit. gonna dig into something that you had said last night while we were both watching the fights, texting with each other, because you had, you got really butt hurt when you heard that Joe Rogan and company is saying that Verdum is top three all time, and you, oh, you don't guys. think, you don't think that Stipe gets the respect that he deserves. So these fucking guys, they're heavyweights. So give, give us the top, I mean, top three heavyweights of all time. If Verdum is up there, who's the other two? Well, he's not in my top three of all time. Okay, who's in Rogan's top three of all time? Well, they always jack off over uh, Overeem. Okay. Even though he's been finished uh, 75 times in the octagon. Right. Uh, Fedor, obviously. And then they always say Verdum. They don't really throw Stipe's name in there. And then they'll say guys like, of course, they jack off over... uh, Cain Velasquez. Right. Funny though, uh, Verdum beat Kane and then Stipe beat Verdum in Brazil in front of 50,000 people. No one ever talks about that. You and your MMA Didn't math. just beat him. <laughs> Knocked him out dead. I don't know. I just, they're, I don't know. It's weird. Those guys just, uh, Stipe just gets overlooked in the, in the conversation for best heavyweights of all time. I don't get it. It's it's weird in general, just the fact that Stipe has done what he has done in the UFC, and the the hype around him never got to where it should have been. I, I will agree with you on that. Yeah, I I don't know if it's hype. I just think it's I, I don't know why he gets overlooked. And I've heard people say like, oh, well, the guys he beat um, on the way to his title shot, and then after he had the title, the guys he defended against were out of their prime. Okay, he doesn't choose his opponents. You know what I mean? He's yeah. beating the guys you put in front of him. 
and a lot of and the funny thing is too is like if, if Kane comes back and beats well let's just say he has a, a fourth fight with JDS if he beats him it's it's great it's Kane's back to his old ways but when Stipe beats him well he's beating a compromised Junior Dos Santos right no he's beating a guy that he had a five round war with a couple of years prior and he knocked him out so I mean I don't get it. I don't. So saying these guys are out of their prime. Yeah, everyone in the heavyweight division is out of their prime, except in Ganu. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in Rosenstrike. Like everyone else is older. It's just the way it is. I don't know. He's got the most title defenses. He derailed the hype train that was Francis Ngannou. All right. Entered that fight not as the favorite. He's the champion and he's the underdog. Most insane thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, avenged his loss to DC. In one of the more impressive ways, I just think he does things like he owns moments that are really just sort of they're big moments. And I just feel like they're like for him to go to Brazil fighting for the title against Verdum in a soccer stadium in front of 50,000 Brazilians. I mean, he looked I mean, he just had like this uh, this cold as ice sort of uh, attitude walk into the octagon and then in the octagon during the face off. I was like, man, he is super serious about this and. For him to win the way he did, you know, thought it was super impressive. It's just a big moment, and I feel like it's it's just overshadowed by others. And that's me being a fanboy, obviously, but I don't know. If I'm picking a top three heavyweights of all time, it's Stipe, DC, and Kane. That's my top three. Wow. I'm kind of surprised you threw well, DC in there. I, I, I got to throw DC in there, man. Because I just think he's one of the greatest champions in UFC history, and as you know, I'm not the biggest uh, DC fan, um, but gotta give respect where it's due. The, ba- the bottom line is Stipe is my greatest heavyweight of all time. DC beat him, beat him in spectacular fashion. So if I'm doing the math there, DC has to be in my top three. What if if John Jones was able to step up to heavyweight and cruise through several fights? Could he be thrown in that picture or no? If he beats Stipe, sure. Do you think we ever see that? If he if he if he moves up to heavyweight, do you think we ever see John Jones and Stipe? It was apparently supposed to happen, uh, but Stipe's been he had that eye surgery. Yeah. Apparently, they were trying to make it. That's what John Jones said. I don't know if Stipe ever verified that or not, um, but Stipe's still recovering from that eye surgery, and they I, they still don't know if he'll be back by the summer. Yeah, if he beats Stipe, sure. But I, I, I don't know. Everybody, again, the, I, John Jones is great. One of the best of all time. Top two for sure. But I don't know if he runs through the heavyweight division like people say have been predicting, like people like Joe Rogan and company predict. I, I, I don't see it that way. He had a really tough time against Dominic Reyes. Yeah. So I, ex, I expect him to have the same sort of challenges at heavyweight, fighting bigger guys. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's as easy as people think. Maybe five years ago, maybe the John Jones from five years ago, but you know, he's clearly I, lost a step. I've you know I've always said that John Jones to me is the goat until he proves me otherwise. Now that that is an inside the octagon statement has nothing to do with outside the octagon. But like you said, you know, heavy, heavier. It seems like he he may have lost a step as far as up against bigger guys. But I also said after this last fight with Reyes that if any fight out there was going to make him a better fighter, it would be that fight because of because he, of what he went through. 
However, to take that fight, it go the way it did controversially and then step up to the next to heavyweight that I mean, he may, in my opinion, you get another couple of fights under your belt at lightweight before you before you try to make that move. Yeah, light heavyweight. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the rematch with Dominic Reyes has to happen. That fight was too close for it not to. Um, even though I think John Jones won that fight, it was close. I, I think a re- I think a rematch is necessary, but John Jones is saying that he will take a fight with Jan. And, I, and again, I like that too because, like I said, before the Reyes fight, I like how John Jones is just clearing out the light heavyweight division. I like that. I think that's what a champion should do. Jumping up to heavyweight and, and moving around and taking all these sort of circus fights. And again, it, him fighting Stipe is not a freak show. But I call it a circus fight because there's less pressure on John Jones to move up to heavyweight and fight for the heavyweight belt than there is to defend his own belt. Yeah. There just is. Right. So uh, to me, it's risk-free. If he loses, fine. He loses. He goes back down to light heavyweight. He still has a title. And then they, you delay the next title shot. A light heavyweight. I don't like these guys holding up the divisions. Right. Yeah. You keep you, know? the, you keep the division in limbo. If you're, I mean, UFC is different from all these other sports because there there has to be so much time in between for recovery from one fight and a full camp to go into another one. And it's yeah. you know it's if you if you're the title holder in one division and you decide to go to another division, that's a lot of time that that belt you know and that you're holding a title in doesn't get defended. Yeah, that's why the whole double champ thing to me is kind of just, it's stale to me now. I just, you know, Henry Cejudo held up the, the bantamweight division for so long. Now, he was hurt. Don't get me wrong. Couldn't defend. He was hurt. He vacated the flyweight belt. He's focused on bantamweight. And then he picks Jose Aldo, who's on a two-fight losing streak. Right. Uh, what? I think if I'm ever anyone else in the bantamweight division, and they were, all of them were, I think one guy was like, I don't really, it doesn't matter to me um, who he fights because I still need to get, I, he's like, I, I wish I could remember who it was that said it, but he was like, I needed, oh, Corey Sanhagen was like, I need another win before I can even talk title shots. So it doesn't matter to me. But guys like uh, Aljamain Sterling and uh, Peter Jan were like, well, Aldo, why is he ducking the rest of the division? I get it. Aldo's a legend. He's name recognition. And I think that's a good fight for Cejudo if he wins, but it doesn't, right doesn't like it doesn't do anything as far as him sort of building a legacy or a resume as bantamweight champion right well i mean also, I think it's, it's fight as, one of those guys as far as legacy goes kind of because just just because of the name recognition it still not to say that aldo's like in the middle of his prime by any means but just the name alone does does boost your legacy some well, if he wins a decision like uh, Adesanya won against Romero, I don't think it does. Yeah, true. But then again, I don't, I don't, see, I don't see a fight. I don't see I don't see Cejudo and Aldo fight going the same way as Adesanya and Romero did. No, probably not. But you never know. I'm just saying. You yeah. know, the thing about that Adesanya Romero fight is it doesn't. Adesanya will rebound from that, right? But again, it didn't. It didn't do anything for him. It did. There, there was nothing was gained from that, but nothing was lost either. Right. You know, he was fighting a guy that was coming off two losses. Same thing as as Cejudo is going to be doing. You know, if he wins, people, most people, majority of people probably go, yeah, he should be Jose Aldo right now. Aldo's coming off two wins. He's older. You know, he's had these tough losses. Yeah, you should win. 
I don't know. I just, uh, you know, for John Jones, so back to John Jones, I like what he's doing fighting these light heavyweight guys. I think it's cool. I think that's what champions should do. They should stay in their division, fight the next best guy in the division, and then, you you know, John Jones could retire as the light heavyweight champion. No one in the light heavyweight division could beat him. Why retire with that one loss at heavyweight on your record? Not to say that he's going to lose at heavyweight, but, right. you know, why why have that, that black mark on your record when you could just clear out the light heavyweight division and right off into the sunset. I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, would a, would a, would a fight with Stipe, or I, what if DC becomes champ again? And there, look, all I'm going to say is this. <laughs> DC fights, listen, if DC fights Stipe for the third time and beats him, and he's holding that belt, you're not going to tell me that the, a, a fight with John Jones at heavyweight is not going to be entertained. DC's claiming that he's going to retire. It's Stipe and then I'm done. But, dude, if he has that belt and John Jones starts talking a little shit, there's no way that – like, you have to make that fight happen. You have to, right? You just have to. That That's my that's the only time I'm okay with John Jones moving up to heavyweight is to fight the DC. Pro, the pro, the right? problem is, is that the longer we wait for that, the older DC gets. Of course. Of course, works in John Jones' favor. Yeah, right, that, that, but that's that's my point. I'm not saying it wouldn't be entertaining, but I'm saying that does DC want to get in the shape that he has to get into to fight John Jones again? Does he want to? No. Will he have to? Yes. Or will he? Or will he ride off into the sunset before that has to happen again? And that's what he says. He says he's got one more fight. He wants it to be against Stipe. He wants that... that uh, that legacy fight and I, I you know i understand that but again for 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 jones yeah it's it's lucrative to move up to heavyweight and fight a guy like stipe or dc or could you imagine i know this has been said before but if Nganu's holding that title right that's a that's a fight for sure i think that's a fight he would entertain um now you got to be a little bit crazy to want to fight francis but maybe he thinks he can beat. He obviously can. It knows that he would have to wrestle him, and could probably take him down at will. But again, I, I don't. I don't know if he does, man. And God, who's so much bigger than John Jones? Yeah. I don't care if John Jones walks around at two twenty five. Francis and Ganu walks around at two seventy. Right. A lean two seventy. Right. Like he has to cut to make two sixty five. <laughs> so like, I, I, I'm just saying like. Maybe he doesn't take him down at will, even though Francis's wrestling is probably not any better than when he fought Stipe. Maybe it is a little bit. I'm sure he's worked on it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but keep it in the light heavyweight division. That's just my my opinion. Now, if he fought Stipe or if he fought DC or if he fought Francis or anybody else at heavyweight, what I watch, of course, of course. But I like what John Jones is doing at light heavyweight. So. Yeah, we'll see if he fights Reyes again. I know that Reyes wants that fight. I think a lot of people want that fight, but I don't know. Gotcha. I think uh, we beat the UFC down as much as possible. So let's, you want to move into some music talk? Music talk, what you got? Uh, I'm going with some stuff that you threw at me. We let's. So this article you sent me, 10 bands your parents probably hated if you grew up in the 2000s. So I didn't, I don't know what, the the thought is behind this like is this just these bands were so big for 2000 early 2000s kids that they had to hear this over and over again or is this like music that 
our parents' generation would absolutely hate because it's so far different from what they listen to. I think it's a little bit of both, but I thought it was an odd list, and that's why I sent it. <laughs> like I was expect when I saw when I saw the headline, I was expecting something way different than what I than what I got. So I mean, you consider yourself a two thousands kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. So who were some of the bands that you listened to that you thought your parents might have disliked or might have, you know, maybe didn't want you listening to? To be honest, I don't, I mean, I don't really know. Like as far as the bands that I really listened to weren't something that they wouldn't want me to listen to based off of like, you know, bad, you know, cuss words and all that kind of stuff, like bad lyrics. Yours, I I think is going to be quite a bit different. You already said that yours is going to be quite a bit different. So give give me some examples of yours first, and then I'm I'm I want to see if any of mine match up with yours. Well, I'm sure they don't, because I'll be showing my age here. But for me, when I was a kid, I mean, I, I remember vividly a few times where I had music on, and one of my parents opened up my bedroom door, and they're like, "The fuck are you listening to? <laughs> like what? Turn that off." I'm like, "No way. Um, <laughs> you did this to me." Like. I was exposed to music at a young age. Like I wanted to start playing guitar at a young age. My parents bought me a guitar. So they fully embraced my love of music. However, I don't know if they thought it would go as far as it did at times, <laughs> but there, there are a couple of times. So I know for sure I had on, uh, I was listening to the album Me Against the World by Tupac. Okay. Loudly. Uh, my mom opened the door and just turned that shit off. <laughs> and I just shut the door and kept it on, just turned it down a little bit. Tupac was one I remember for sure. Uh, I was listening to the Ghetto Boys one time, and my dad was like, what? Like <laughs> The look of like utter confusion on his face. And that wasn't in my room. I was actually, I was playing basketball in my driveway, and I had like one of the little like uh, Discman boom boxes. And I had it on on that, and he, he pulled up in, his, in his, his car, and he gets out of the car, and he just stops. He just like pauses. He's like frozen in his tracks and he's just looking at me like what did like he so there's that and i'm trying to think of like i know that because i'm trying to think of like being at home and my my parents like traveled a lot when i was a teenager so i'm trying to think of back when i was younger younger mm-hmm. and by the time i was a teenager it was the, the wild west of my house i was pretty much like do, do whatever just we're, we're not even going to try anymore like we're not there's <laughs> no there's no influence like we, we don't we're, we're done I'm trying to think of maybe like if I'm thinking of like rock music, I want to say maybe like Misfits or something like that, like an older punk band. I know for sure. Like I, the noisier it was, I think I'd probably listen to it because I knew it annoyed my parents. I'm such an asshole, but <laughs> I probably was, it was probably something like that. Yeah, like an old punk band like that. Them or oh, I'm trying to think. So do you? you I know get, Misfits you, for. You consider yourself like an early '90s kid mid 90s kid i would say i mean mid 90s i mean yeah no i mean kurt cobain died what is it 94 i think so so i was 12 so that's like prime that's like you know it's your adolescence you know what i mean so Uh yeah i remember yeah had that had that hit you at that time like that were you listening to that type of music at like 12 years old Oh, for sure. You were? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was listening to everything at 12. Um, I was still discovering music. That, that was part of the fun of it, was just discovering new things. And, and it always had to be the, the more 
inappropriate or the more vulgar or the more like the, the noisier, the louder, mm-hmm. all of those things attracted me to it more. I also grew up in the music video era. Like I'm probably the last, I'm probably the last generation to remember music videos being on TV. Um, and I, I was I mesmerized. By really? I, yeah, for sure. I actually, uh, what? Okay. Let me say this. Let me say this. When I watched music videos and you put on MTV, that's all that was on MTV. Yeah, How right. about that? Uh-huh. So, and we had, we had, uh, there was the box. Do you know what the box is? This is really showing. It's a, it was a music video channel that was on uh, regular TV and you could call in and request music videos for whatever amount of money. So we're talking like all of the grimiest rap music and like metal music. That's what the box was. Wow. Um, yeah, I would. That would be on in my bedroom twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Like I wouldn't turn my. I would just be on the box. Yeah. Um. So yeah. No. So like the like I said, the crazier it was, the more revolting, <laughs> the more inappropriate. I remember the first time seeing uh, the video for. Um, Apex Twins come to daddy. If you don't know what that is, go look it up when we're done with this. One of the most frightening things you'll see as a kid, <laughs> let alone anyone. And I remember seeing it. I, I, I was just like, I can't believe this is even a thing. Like, so I was like, it forced me to keep looking for more and more. Like, I, I want to find something that's going to top this. So yeah, that, that was my experience with it. So I was just trying to think of that. Cause like I said, when I was a teenager, listen to what you want we're done trying to talk you out of it <laughs> just trying to think because i like i said when i was a little kid i was i started listening to music you know i got really into music i should say where i've kind of consumed my life at a very young age so yeah see i didn't come into my music until a little later than that i was probably maybe a, a year or two behind that age. I was probably like 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there where I really found out like what kind of music I actually liked. Cause I, I, we're talking like my, I grew up with my dad listening to like Conway Twitty and old ass country, oh old ass country music. Yeah. That's what my dad listened to. And my mom would listen to like a, a little bit newer country, but that's mainly where they stuck at. So I had to branch out of my household to figure out what I really wanted to listen to. So like listening to stuff with my friends and all that kind of, you know, helped me branch out. But, you know, I was the same way. Like MTV was on in my room all the time watching music videos from bands. And then when that kind of started to slip away, you had stuff like MTV two, when it first came out, start still played some music videos and then like fuse. Do you remember the channel fuse? Yep. Yep. They had, they had some music videos there too. And, uh, but for, for some reason, and I, I think me and you have talked about this before, but VH1 used to have a show called Pop-Up Video. Do you remember that? Of course. Absolutely. I loved that show because I because oh, yeah. it was, for people that don't know, it, was a, it, it would show music videos, and then during the music video, it would have like di- different tidbits of knowledge of stuff behind the scenes from the band or music the music video itself or something like that. I freaking loved that. Right. Yeah, Pop-Up Video was the shit. Yeah. So, like who, who knew there was so much to learn about aha <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so this list i can't relate to this list because in the 2000s i was already you know a young adult we'll call it but some of the bands on the list were confusing to me like good charlotte like did people's parents really hate good charlotte that much 
I, yeah, like, I, you were a kid I, listening to Judge Garland, which I was. Did your parents hate him? Maybe they hated so. the way they looked, but their Possibly. music was it yeah. really that inappropriate? Right. Limp Biscuit, I get. Uh, you know, I get. Yeah. Your parents probably should have hated them for <laughs> a variety a variety of reasons. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two again. Is it just about the look, less about the music? I mean, they kind of had inappropriate shit going on, I guess, beyond the hits. You know. I never got into them, but I know they their their records had like skits and stuff where they there was a lot of uh, profanity and yeah, masturbation and all that shit. Right. This is one that definitely threw me. So census fail. I know of them, but I don't know enough about them. What did what did parents hate about them? So here's what. By the way, this this list was by Alternative Press, so I'm not that surprised as to who they have on this list, mm-hmm. but. Surprise to me because I, I just don't think about these bands this way. But so this is what they say about Census Fail. Buddy Nielsen has always been phenomenal at expressing his deep-rooted, unfiltered emotions in his lyrics. You might have felt at one with Nielsen when you screamed Census Fails, fuck with my heart, I'll teach you what it's like. Your parents probably had the other feelings about it. Okay. <laughs> so, so your parents don't like emo. Right. Get it. Got it. Like my and chemical romance that that's the kind i guess goes down the same line for me i guess like because it's almost like the like like goth emo sort of feel to it i guess yeah this feels a lot about the look uh-huh. uh and less about the music so green day's on this list so actually i remember when dookie came out listening to it and uh my parents actually didn't mind it. I think. I think. Oh, really? At one point, I saw my mom enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the song? The song that had it was the the big music video. Uh, it was like the, the oh, when I come around. And I remember, and she actually did enjoy that song because I learned to play it on guitar. Oh, nice. And like played it at like a block party in my neighborhood with like multiple musicians, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, so why did why did parents in the two thousands hate Green Day? What yeah. what happened? I guess because they got a little they got a little political and they had an album called American Idiot. Is that why? I mean, if if you're thinking about the two thousands itself, probably. So they went from fun punk band to political. You're influencing my kids to not vote Republican. How dare you? Right. Is that what it is? Right. System of a Down. I get that. That's that could I be just that. The, that could be not even the words, but the sa- just the sound itself. Definitely, definitely. Some forty one, uh, okay, I guess. I mean, they do laugh when old people fall. <laughs> but what would you expect right? with a conscience so small? Jeez. Exactly. <laughs> um, we imagine your parents weren't thrilled about the lyric. The doctor said my mom should have had an abortion. Okay. Oh I, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Forgot about that. <laughs> well, good for some 41. I'm on board. <laughs> Slipknot makes sense for sure. Absolutely. So they came out when I was in high, they, high school. Like I said, in high school, it was at that point, there was no, there was no objection to anything I was listening to. So uh, what, what, I didn't what, what definitely would, remember pissing people off with Slipknot. What I would didn't have, like that kind of music. What would have came out? Like Iowa? The first album, the self-titled then... Is the second album called Iowa? I don't know. I know one of the albums is. Yeah, that's the second album. Their first self-title, the self-title was the one that came out when I was in high school. Okay. It had uh, songs like Spit It Out on it and 
people equal shit. Or is that on Iowa? Either way, people equal shit. Marilyn Manson, I get. That was the one, with Marilyn Manson, that was the one, like you said a while ago, that you had one, the Apex, is that what you said? That was... uh... Apex Twins. Apex Twins, yeah, that was really odd and weird. Just twin singular. Um, yeah, well, it's electronic music. It's mm-hmm. really loud. Uh, I don't. I I've lost track of all the electronic terms, but it, to me, it's really loud industrial electronic, which I actually still like to this day. But the video, you just you'll have to watch the video. Like, but the video, it's full of like. Uh, <laughs> these creepy little things walk around and there's this old lady walking by herself. And then this monster comes out of the the shadows and like screams at her and blows her hair back. You got to watch it. You just, you, <laughs> trust me. But anyways, mine for that was like Marilyn Manson because it, the, whatever the song was, it was, is it beautiful people? The one where he's wearing the suit. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's, I think that's the song, but yeah, that, yeah, that was the one that was like really weird for me that, and I, 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 there was a couple of songs that Marilyn Manson put out that I was okay with, but I never was a huge fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't either. There was a couple that I liked, um, but I could get why that makes sense that he would be be on the list of parents not liking them. Yeah, if you're if you're a ten year old and you have a Marilyn Manson video on, your parents are gonna freak out. Most parents. My parents were usually. I mean, they were, my parents were pretty cool growing up. You know, they had those those moments like what. And they never really like you're not allowed. They never told me I wasn't allowed to listen to something or watch something. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was a bad thing because I grew up watching. Like my wife always jokes, like you have the you're just you like the most depressing stuff. Like your favorite movies, the most depressing thing. To me. <laughs> like you're just like like how dark was your childhood? I was, it wasn't dark at all. I don't know. I just liked. I was attracted to things that I considered to be different. You know, I didn't want to do. I didn't want to do what I was considered to be, I guess, normal. And I guess that's such a generic way of explaining it, but that's, that's kind of how I was. I just, I was just looking for the next best weird thing. I don't know. I get it. That's just the way I was, you know, I also had to do these things cause I grew up, you gotta remember, I grew up as a private school, went to private school, Catholic school. So, you know, it, every day for me, was positivity and Jesus and, and rainbows and whatever. So I was looking for some vulgarity. I was looking for things that shocked were shocking. Right. So that's why I was, that's had a lot to do with why I was attracted to them. But, you know. So with the, uh, in the midst of all this coronavirus stuff and all these events being canceled, uh, one that hit home with you was the Rage Against the Machine show being postponed or canceled or whatever they're doing now. Which I, uh, yeah. I'm sure between that and Pearl Jam being canceled, I feel like there's a lot of people in the St. Louis area that are really depressed right now for that. So yeah, that's uh, man. Um, I've never seen Rage Against the Machine. They're on the list of bands that if I if they had retired and I never and I never got to see them, then it's my fault. You know, putting that blame on myself uh maybe it's just not meant to be me seeing them in st louis maybe i need to go somewhere else and it'll actually happen but yeah i was super i I expected it once i saw pearl jam and i actually joked with someone i was like as long as it's not rage against the machine i've seen pearl jam already and i haven't been able to see rage against the machine sure enough they've postponed the first leg of their tour 
fucking sucks, man. <laughs> I was really looking forward to that. So we're are, is God that damn it, Corona. It, is that just a a legacy thing, like of what rage was to so many people, or were they really, or were they up your alley when you were coming into your own as far as music goes? Yeah, yeah, no, Rage is top five bands of all time for me. Okay. Top five favorite, I should say. Yeah, okay. yeah for sure. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're that's legacy for sure. But for me, it's this is one of my favorite bands, and I haven't seen them live. Right. I have to see them live. Well, live in person. So. No, for me it was strictly this is this is this is my shit. I gotta go see it. They're actually coming here. It's crazy. And the fact that Run the Jewels was coming too with them, like God, what a show. Like that's uh, again, I've already seen Run the Jewels live, so it was strictly about rage and seeing rage. Shit, man. I don't know. <laughs> so what Yeah, but they released their their self titled when I was twelve ish. Maybe. So they came out there. I was heavily influenced by them. And when they came out, they came out at the perfect time for me anyway. was a huge fan of of hip hop and metal. So that whole movement that they kind of brought, that sound was like, was perfect for me. Because um, I was definitely at, at that age going through my hip hop phase and my rap phase. And uh, had always been in the, you know, listening to, Listening to metal and punk rock and all that stuff. So a band that brought that all to the table, I was like, oop, yeah, that's for me. That's perfect. That's right. that's that's it. So and here I am an adult now, still talking about it and won't get to see it. <laughs> so what other bands out there are there that you haven't seen that you really want to see? Or that you don't have the opportunity seen, uh, to see anymore because it's not going to happen. Yeah. So I never saw Pantera. That's a bummer. Obviously won't be able to now. I mean, they're so Pantera. I never, and this is going to be weird, but I've never seen Green Day and I would actually like to, even though like I'm so out of any of the music they've released since I was a child, would still like to see them. Let me think here. Let me think. I would have liked to. Let me ask you something about that. Uh, would would it change your mind if you knew what they were going to play? Like you said, you're so far they're so far back into your childhood, and you don't know. You know, if they just put out a new album and you go to see them tomorrow, they're probably going to be pushing that new album. I mean, they may play a couple of the old hits, but still, I mean, it, yeah. is it still worth it to you just to see them, or does it matter to you what they're playing also? Um, no, I just like to see it in general. Okay, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, it'd be cooler if they played the earlier stuff, but uh, no, just just the experience and, and to say that I've seen Green Day, I think would be good. I, to be honest, really would have liked to have seen at some point Tupac live. Right. <laughs> Tupac was a was a big part of my childhood, and I wasn't going, you know, when Tupac was at the, you know, at, in, at the, I guess at the apex apex of his career, I wasn't going to concerts, so there was no chance of me seeing him anyway. I have not seen Outcast live. That would be and cool. Something tells me I'm not going to be able to. Yeah. I really want to. And they've been in St. Louis a couple of times and I couldn't go, which sucks. Who else? Let me think here. What about you? I mean, I've got a couple on here that you may be okay with. I've got a few that are probably butt rock in your in your uh, opinion, but bring the butt rock. Right. So like Matchbox 20, 
somebody I would love to see live. Goo Goo Dolls, I would love to see live. Parkway Drive, okay. I know you would be, you okay. would like that one. You've seen Parkway Drive several All times, time. haven't you? I have not seen them live. You have on my list. Really? Nope. Wow. Nope. Definitely want to. They were in St. Louis, I don't know, a year ago maybe? No. So they're on my list for sure. Parkway Drive. I don't know about Matchbox 20. Well. However, the Goo Goo Dolls I would see. Yeah. Which doesn't really make sense to me because those kind of go into the same genre for me, but maybe not for you. Uh, uh, I, I, I feel the Goo Goo Dolls are on a different level than Matchbox 20, but that's just me. Okay. That's just... All right, so I've got uh, Bring Me the Horizon. Okay, I've seen him a couple of times. It would be worth it. What, Beartooth? Have you seen Beartooth? Yeah. No, I would actually like to see them. That's a good one. They just played Pops. Again, another band that was here. A year or two ago. Recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were here and I didn't get to go. That's a good one. Third Eye Blind? Just saw him over the summer. It was my first time. Good show? It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Awesome. Uh, System of a Down. I have not, I've seen Search Tonky and I've not seen System of a Down. Yeah, you definitely need to. Yeah. Are they touring? I don't know. I don't think they are. Are they? Are they even a band? I don't know. That's the better question. Are they? Yeah. That's a good, good question. Good, good call. <laughs> um, no, really good live show. Really, really good. I, you know, it was kind of weird too. When I first heard them, it, again, it was the loud sort of, I was like, oh, this is just such rude music. I love it. And then something happened. There was a shift in what I was listening to at the time, like after their first record came out or after uh, uh, Toxicity came out. When they brought out the like, uh, I don't know what the record was called, but it had the song of the, um, oh God, what was it called? I don't know. Everybody's gone to the party. BYOB. Isn't that BYOB? Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely positively hated that when it came out. I hated it. And now when I hear that song, I'm like, like it. I don't know what changed. I don't know what changed. But when that came out, they lost me with that. I was like, no, not for me. And now, and again, it's just one of those things where you go back to something and you go, you know what? I, I like this now. But they're really good live. That was a really good, really good live show. Parkway Drive got me thinking of bands like that that I need to see. Do you remember the band know. Trust Company? I do. I love Trust Company. I would love to see them live. I'm not surprised that you like Trust Company. Why? I saw them at like a point fest or something. One of those. That was a long time ago. I didn't know they played point fest. Are you sure? Uh, I don't know if it was. Point, I don't know if it was a point fest, but it was. Uh, it was one of those sh- a show like that. I mean, I might be able to. So the point used to do other festivals. Like one of my favorite live shows I've ever been to actually was uh, it was called the Point Fish Fry, and the bands that played it were Mudvayne, Pod, Three Doors Down, and Edema, where I think the main stage bands. Whoa! And it was so much. Fun. It was so much fun. Weird. So much fun. Yeah, it was. It was. Three Doors Down headlined. They played, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's when uh, Kryptonite and all that shit was blowing up. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think it went Edema, Mud, uh, Edema, Mudvayne, P.O.D., Three Doors Down. 
one of the best times I've had at a show. It how was do so you, much fun. How do you possibly put Three Doors Down and Mudvayne on the same bill? Right? That's what made it great. Weird. That's what made it great. And that was or that was the beginning of Mudvayne. That was the makeup and, you know, oh, really? everything. I mean, it was, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That wasn't the mature Mudvayne. That was, that was the, uh, <laughs> the juvenile, uh, the like, juvenile mud vein. It was, was awesome. That Dig was that around the time of Dig? Uh huh. Oh, that was that was right when that record came out. Yeah. Right. Wow. What Trust Company played one of those. Uh, man, let's see what I can find. Who else you got? Taking Back Sunday. Okay. Do you know the band? Yeah, I've seen them. You have. Uh, Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen them many times. Do you know the band Mayday? Mayday? Mm-hmm. Not Mayday Parade, just no, Mayday? just Mayday. Who is Mayday? Uh, they're a hip-hop group. Sure. They've got they got a song that they did with Tech 9 called Last Last One Standing, which is one of my favorite songs. Mayday. I think if I heard something by them, I might know who they are. It's it's like it's the it's the word Mayday, but then it's got like the exclamation point at the end and then the upside down exclamation point at the beginning, like a Spanish thing. Okay. Yeah, look into them. Yeah, I will. But now that you said that, that reminds me. I haven't seen Aesop Rock Live, and I would like oh, to do dude, that. Oh, dude, I would fucking love to see Aesop Rock Live. Yeah, I, and I, I can't recall how many times he's been to St. Louis or if I've even had been close to an opportunity. I'm sure he's been here, but, yeah, I haven't seen him. Does he still him tour? And, I'm sure he um, – I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he does. Huh. He's still making music. But, yeah. And I haven't seen Sage Francis live either, so I would, I would like to do that. I have no um, idea who Sage Francis. Is that what you said? Sage Francis. Yeah. Who's that? Another underground rapper. Oh, okay. If you know who Aesop is, you should know who Sage is to be honest. Sorry. Then you should look into him. I will. <sighs> Fuck is this guy doing? He ain't doing um, you know what? Now that we've said this, even though I can't stand him, I'd still like to see him live. Eminem. You can't stand Eminem. I can't. No, no, can't stand him. Can't stand him. Have you ever been able to stand Eminem, and then there was a turning point, nope. or you just have never nope. liked him? Why? Never, never liked him. I think it's. Uh, you really want me to go on an Eminem rant right now? This—that's your decision. I think he's phony. How about that? I think uh, his. Uh, well, first of all. You can't change the way a word is said just to make it rhyme with the previous phrase, right? Okay, so you just eliminated nine-tenths of the rap world. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Eminem makes up words. (laughs) You can't can't do that. And then just his whole whole tough guy... uh, I just never... I don't know. I've just never liked him. I just always thought it was kind of goofy. When uh, no, don't get me wrong. There are songs that I'm like, oh shit. I like a few songs, but him as a dude and his 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 whole catalog and him being one of the best MCs ever. I'm I'm not on board. I'm not on board. It's hmm. just me. Just not not my cup of tea. Cause uh, but I get I get it. I get why people like him. I, but again, I would still like to see. I would go see him live for sure. I want to. I want to. Maybe he could. He could 
proved me wrong with his live show. And I actually heard it's a good live show. Have you had any bands like that? That either you didn't like and you seen them live and they it turn it changed for you or vice versa to where you yeah. liked them and then you seen them live and then you lost respect for them because their live show sucked. Yeah, both. Um, I would say a band that I didn't like before, but then saw live, uh, a good one for me would be Volbeat. Okay. I didn't really have an opinion on them. I just didn't, I didn't know enough about them and the songs I had heard had been like, eh, whatever. And then I saw them live and I was like, this is, this is, one of the funnest things like they were such a good live band it was so much fun they sounded really good it was just um another one is kid rock kid rock's one of the funnest live shows i've ever been to really ever it's still yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna on my deathbed if you ask me who's one of your favorite live shows kid rock i guarantee you will still be on that list it was so much fun and i was not a fan legitimately not a fan at all i can't Um, i can't believe garth brooks isn't your number one Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. The fact that I went to that show, is, my wife is so, she should feel so accomplished that she actually got me to go to that show. Well, we didn't buy the ticket, so it would have been rude of me not to, but I don't get it. My, I don't get it. My wife is trying to get me to go to Backstreet Boys with her. I can't do Sadly, it. Sadly, I'd rather go to a Backstreet Boys concert than a Garth. I can't, I can't do it. Band can't do it you can do it i can't i actually i bought i bought bought her no for do what why would she take you why doesn't she take a friend that that's the problem i bought two (laughs) tickets for her for our anniversary and like the tickets actually went on sale the day of our anniversary i bought them for her i bought two of them for her and said take whoever you want with you and she wants me to go and I, i can't do it dude can't do it so you're gonna you're going to deny her of your company? Yes, she'll she'll on find a, some on a she'll find somebody night. she'll find on somebody a, on a special night for her. Yes, she'll find somebody. To celebrate your anniversary. You're gonna say no to the Backstreet Boys. That's like five months away from her anniversary. It'll be okay. We'll have, it was we'll an have more anniversary press. So, well, what if she has the time of her life? She's always going to you know think about your anniversary when she thinks about the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, and I will too. I'll be like, yeah, I bought that ticket for you to have the best time of your life. It was awesome. Congratulations. Sorry I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> the time of your life isn't that important to me. <laughs> Anyways, the That's the last band up. that I had that is actually old school, I'm, I'm not sure how you're going to feel on this one, but is uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. I would uh, uh, like yeah, to see them live. You're on your own on that one. I figured I would be. For sure. I figured I would be, but still. CCR, dude! I, w- I don't think I would do no. that. CCR! I'm trying to think of the bands that I saw live and then didn't like. Or that I did like, then saw them live and... Uh, mm, I can't think of anyone like off the top of my head. I don't know. I do know that I have like bands that I do like that I see live and they definitely have sort of hit or miss shows. Like I've seen Deftones, I don't know, probably 10 times and half of them were great. And then half of them were like, eesh, you know, but that's all kind of dependent upon Chino. What kind of a night was it for him? Right. Um, he's had some off nights for sure, but you know, singers, singers do. That happens, man. There was one, ah, it's going to drive me crazy. I don't know. 
Oh, there's another band that I would like to see live. It's probably not going to happen, and I always wanted to see live. Do you know the band Thursday? No. You know who Taking Back Sunday is, but you don't know who Thursday is? Yes. Sorry I'm not up Jesus. on all my days of the week bands. Good God. <laughs> um, would have liked to have seen Thursday. Um, didn't, didn't, didn't get to see him, didn't see him. That would have been good. There's someone else in that sort of... I know there's a punk band, too, that I've always wanted to see that I couldn't see. Um, which is really hard to say that with all the Warp Tours that have come through St. Louis. Typically, they all have played it at some point. I never made it to Warp Tour. I really wanted to. Um, yeah, you should have. You fucked up. Sure did. I think you would have enjoyed Yeah. I think you would have. It is a lot going on, though. Like, you have to, like, pick your your moments right. who you're going to see because there's, you know... If one of your favorite bands is playing, the likelihood of a, another one of your favorite bands playing at the same time is is pretty is high. Pretty great. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. Yeah, that's, that's, you're gonna have to choose wisely. That's the one thing that sucks. Like Point Fest and other and other. Uh, well, I guess mainly Point Fest. Point Fest has been pretty good to me over the years as far as the way that they have things set up, and as far as like having yeah. two stages side by side is pretty neat because you go from one to the other. The only the only time that anything's really, I, I guess, been crappy is if like the last band that's on a side stage is somebody I really wanted to see, but then the first band on the main stage is somebody I really wanted to see also, and I couldn't, I had to choose which one I wanted to see. But other than that, Point Fest has been pretty pretty good to me actually. Yeah, Point and, Fest and, is the, and I, I I've been able to knock a lot of bands off of my wanting to see list by going to point fest because they have so many bands every year. Oh, sure. Yeah. They, the lineups are typically full of, uh, diversity and kind of the cover of the, the spec. Um, there's a, Oh, the police. I'd really like to see the police. And I know they, they've been here a couple of times and I couldn't go for whatever reason. The police are on that list as well. Rage is number one. Refused. At the drive-in, I forgot about those. Those are two big ones. Yeah, that's all I can think of. I'm trying to think of other hip hop that I'd like to see too that I haven't been able to see. Out- Outcast is number one as far as hip hop goes. Busta Rhymes, yeah. right? I've seen Busta Rhymes. Have you? Was that a good show? Yeah, it was awesome. Jay Z, Jay Z probably was my funnest hip hop show for sure. It was so much fun. Kid Cudi's up there as far as favorite shows I've been to. Bone Thugs and Harmony was a good time. <laughs> that got canceled too, didn't it? Weren't uh, they sure. coming to Pops? Yeah, I saw them way back in the day. Like, I was a teenager. Um, Usher opened up. Jesus. Which was interesting. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. Were there any other white people there? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you think white people don't like Bone Thugs and Harmony and Usher? What do you think? <laughs> What are you trying to say? <laughs> not I was saying. not the only one. No. <laughs> well, that was when when Jay Z came to St. Louis. The, well, the show that I went to, Trey Songs, opened up. So, like the dynamic of like R and B to rap hip hop was kind of the same as Usher opening up for Bone. Yeah, Outkast is probably my number one hip hop group that I need to see. Well, I take that back. Wu Tang would be great too. Have not seen them. 
Yeah, I don't know. Who else you got? That's all I got. Garth Brooks. I forgot. You know, that had been erased from my memory until you just said it. Now You're I have welcome. to relive that. You're welcome. Weird. That weird experience. I don't get it. That was my second country show of my life. You can't. So you can't even admit how good of a live show he puts on. I didn't think it was good. I was bored out of my mind. That's because that's you. Thing. That's because the music bores you. Kind of has a lot to do with it. Yes. <sighs> uh, typically, I'm going. I, I, did you think I would went there to see his gut? Like, what did you expect? Like, yeah, the music needs to entertain me. It's not. It's just country music is not my thing. I get it. It's just not. And his songs all sound the same. It's the same formula for three hours. Also, why are you playing a three-hour show, fuckface? Let me go home. I'm tired. <laughs> there, there are 80,000 people here. You, there's no reason to do six encores. Oh. And the There's a reason why 80,000 people were there. They want that. Yeah. They're under the delusion that that was a good show. 80,000 80, people in the stadium and one person that was there hated it. I think you're in the minority. And That's me. You should probably take them all on. Yeah, you should probably convert. Nope, not gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna happen. Now I will say this, and it's tough for me to admit, but so when I met my when I first met my wife, um, she was like, "Hey, some friends of mine have tickets to a show. Do you want to go?" And I got, "Oh, yeah, love. Let's do it." This is when we first started dating. And uh, I go, yeah, let's do it. Like, I love going to shows. Um, you know that about me, so why even ask? I'm going. I'm in. What is it? And she goes, well, here's the thing. And I go, oh, Jesus. And I was like, please don't tell me it's a country show. She goes, yeah. And I go, all right, forget I just said yes. She goes, no, nope, you already said yes. <laughs> and I was like, ah, who is it? And she goes, Jason Aldean. And I go, I don't even know who the fuck that is. She goes, well, do you want just go? It's going to be fun. And I'm like, all right, I'll be a team. Like, uh, these are your friends. You you said, yeah, I'll go. That's fine. So oddly enough, I had a uh, had a pooping episode on the way there, uh, which got, you know, set that night off right. You know, great start to the evening. I have a, a shitting issue. And guess where I had to finish my issue? At a Johnny. At Riverport Amphitheater or Verizon Wireless Amphitheater or whatever the, that place is called now. Are you good at whatever are, 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 you, are you good at the hover? Can you hover? Or do you actually have to put your butt on the seat? Here's the thing about me hovering in that moment. It's do I disrespect that Johnny so much that no one can use her at, use it after I'm done? Or do I sit down? No. That's a dilemma that you have in your own brain. However, do you really want to expose your body to what's all over those seats? So I hovered, uh, <laughs> blasted that thing away, and uh, I'm pretty sure whoever went in there after me got a nasty little surprise. And I apologize to whoever that was if you're out there. I'm sure they're listening. Um, so that night got off to a great start. Great start. But I actually, I ended up having a good time. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. We just sat up on the lawn, had some drinks, just chilled out on the lawn. I knew nothing that was happening as far as the music went and then i didn't like the music but it was just a giant party on the lawn so i thought that was cool i guess in so that, I, I guess in that situation if it's somewhere where you don't really want to be the lawn is probably the best place to be but yes. when it comes to concerts anymore i can't i can't get myself to pay for a ticket to go to a, the lawn i would almost 
rather just not go than to get a lawn ticket to any show because you're, I mean, you're not even seeing the band. You're just seeing the big jumbotron on the back of the, the back of the amphitheater. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm kind of the same way. I mean, it, the lawn is fun though. It was definitely something that you did when you were younger. Cause that's where, it's where all the illegal stuff was happening. Yeah. And still is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's still fun depending on who. If it's a band that I really want to see, no, I'm getting, I'm paying for seats. Like we saw Foo Fighters there, and there was no way I was sitting on the lawn for that. I was right. like, I'm going to get as close as I can, right. spend the money on that for sure. So, you know, I, I have been to a country show. I did have a decent time, but Garth Brooks was not it. Sorry, Colt. It's all right. But what I'm really glad about is that this is the first. So the fourth episode we've had, and it's the first episode where it's actually come full circle, where we started out with you pooping, and then we ended with you pooping. So that's... Feels like a great place to stop. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Those who know me know that I got, the, uh, I got the doo-doo issue. Just can't help it. You just keep me away from gluten, and I'll be fine for a little bit. I get it. So this is the fourth episode <laughs> in the books. We got like a month of these things in now. Having fun with it yet? No, I don't like you. Good. That's what makes the dynamics so good. Yeah, that's 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 what makes a podcast. The two people should usually hate each other. Yeah, for sure. That's why we don't do this in the same room. <laughs> no, because you live in the woods. <laughs> well, come to the woods. You've been to the you woods don't... before. You've been down here several times. I have. I have, but I'm not going to do it every Sunday to podcast. <laughs> you can come here. Whatever. I tried to do that too, and you told me no. What do you mean I told you no? Because you had to paint or something. I did. Painting again today. It's fun. Because you got the okay from the last time you painted that your wife said it was okay? Yes. <laughs> Shamefully, yes. For, for everyone who doesn't Thanks. know, I, did, I, you told me last weekend that you were painting which was great, fine, yeah. whatever. And then I texted you yesterday and said, and you said that you had to paint again. And I said, I thought you painted last weekend. And you said, no, I painted enough so my wife could look at it and tell me if it was okay. Because you are such a man that you have I'm to get. <laughs> that is correct. Although I'll give I you, the, I'll, man of the I will give you this. You possibly saved yourself a lot of extra time by painting and your wife not liking it and then having to repaint it. I did. I did. Um, I wasn't thinking of that. I was just thinking, let me seek the approval of my wife, like a big pussy. But that's ultimately what I'm dealing with. So I was yes. trying. I tried to give you some credit somewhere. It's the only thing I could find, no, and you I, didn't I, even let it happen. You know what? It's fine. No, I don't. I don't need any credit. I'm clearly the man of the house. Like I said, sounds like it. Yeah, and you're gonna be. You got a baby coming too. You are so fucked. Yeah, yeah. Feeling the love for sure. Feeling the love. <laughs> I don't know. Has anything Corona related happened since we started this? More than likely. Any updates on your phone? More than likely. I'm sure it's been a worldwide travel ban. Like you can't even leave your house now. It's like a worldwide quarantine. I mean, we've been on here for two hours, so I'm sure. Something's happened? Yeah, for sure. Top U.S. health official urges Americans to stay home amid coronavirus. Told you. Dr. Anthony Fauci says people should hunker down and added that the nation's ability to test people exhibiting symptoms is improving. 
Tell us something we don't know. Americans should be prepared that they are going to have to hunker down significantly more than we as a country are doing, this guy says. He's a doctor, so, of course, you should listen. Yeah, he's a doctor. Yeah. He urged people to practice social distancing in order to prevent a potentially, potentially catastrophic spike in infections. That advice applies to younger people, even though they appear to be less vulnerable to the disease. Let me just tell this doctor one thing. The coronavirus is not going to ruin my Christmas. Do you know what my Christmas is? St. Paddy's Day. St. Oh, Paddy's Day is still happening for me. I will still be out. I will still be celebrating. I don't care how many parades have been canceled. So I got, that doctor, I don't remember. the world can just deal with it. Why was, we were up in your neck of the woods last year around St. Paddy's Day, and I don't remember why, but I remember we were at a hotel, and you texted me at like 8 a.m. the morning of St. Paddy's Day, because you were going to the parade, and you wanted us to go, and you texted me a picture of a donut and a PBR. Correct. Well, I don't remember why I was up there, though, and no, we did not join you, because we're terrible people. (laughs) Although losers, Uh, I mean, 8 a.m. for a donut and a PBR, that's borders alcoholism, but you know, whatever. (laughs) On St. Patrick's Day, I feel like that's two hours late to the start of drinking. Uh, That's that's nothing compared to a float trip. Yeah, you're probably up there for a show, right? Did we go to the show night before? I don't remember. Seems like we might have. Was that, uh, excuse me, was that, uh, I've been holding that in the whole time, by the way. Wow, that's impressive. Um, that was really weak, considering I've been holding it for two hours. Um, <laughs> show did we go to? Something that pops. I don't know. I'm never going to remember, because St. Patrick's Day happened after that, and I don't remember anything. I don't think me so. and you have ever gone to a pop show together. Have we? No. I don't know. Maybe. You've been to pops when I've been at pops. Right. For what? You're looking at me like I just asked you to speak German to me. What if, <laughs> like, or like disassemble a bomb? You've been at pops at the same time as me, right? Have I? Uh, holy shit! You feeling okay? Do you have a fever? What? Do you need to call the Corona hotline? I might. I might. What? What are we talking about? All right. Never mind. What? You've you've been at pops as the same at the same time that I've been at pops for a show. Doesn't mean we went there together, but you've been there. So maybe it was one of those times is what I'm saying. But you're still saying you that still we look but, like I'm not No, you're you're saying that we were at Pops at the same time. We just didn't go there together. So we Correct. were at the same show at one point. Correct. What show was that? Is that weird of me to say? What I sh- don't know. That's what I'm saying. So how do you know? know? How do we're you never, know? We're never gonna figure this out. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm how just saying you- it's it could have been one of those times. Okay. Holy no. shit. Okay, the reason why no. the reason why it's not is because the next morning, if you, you were texting me about PBR and a donut, we probably would have talked about the show the night before that we were both at. And you don't remember doing that. Oh my god. No. I give I don't. up, man. Alright, it's over. Alright. <laughs> well, 
I really do have to piss now. I figured you did. I held it in the entire podcast. I'm impressed. Everybody should know that that's very impressive. Yeah, you should be proud of me. I didn't have to edit like out said. you going to the bathroom this time. All right, cool. All right, and we are out. <laughs>